Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today I can say with confidence that I think I'm going to blow your mind uh, with a, a topic and with a guest that I'm pretty confident you have not heard this approach to marketing before. My guess is if you have heard little bits and pieces of it, you're not using it. Hey, Brett Curry here. I've got an important question for you. Where will your next big idea come from? Where will your next big breakthrough come from? Or where will your next little tweak or little improvement come from? Have a suggestion. Check out our guides and resources at omgcommerce.com. Are you looking to enhance your YouTube ads game? We have two of the best YouTube ad resources that are completely free. Our YouTube ad examples and templates guide and our guide to getting authentic video customer testimonials. But it doesn't stop there. We also have guides on how to maximize sponsor brand video on Amazon and Amazon DSP and Google Shopping and a variety of other things. So get these free guides, give them to your team, even share them with your agency. Just take advantage of these resources and up your game. Let OMG Commerce help. And now, back to the show. I'm just thrilled to welcome to the show Mr. Sean Frank. He's the COO of Ridge Wallets. And today we're diving into their approach to YouTube. Now, you know, if you listen to the podcast, I'm no stranger to YouTube. OMG Commerce is a big spender on YouTube ads, specifically the YouTube pre-roll ads. So we do a lot of that. And Ridge does too, but they go beyond that. And they do some really cool, blow your mind type of stuff. And I don't say that lightly. Uh, so just excited to get into this and uh, excited to welcome to the show, Mr. Sean Frank. Sean, how's it going, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me here, Brett. Yeah, really excited to, to chat. We connected on e-commerce fuel. Uh, Mr. Andrew Udarian, friend of mine, runs an amazing community over there. Sean, you posted kind of the way you guys approach YouTube marketing and influencer marketing and your unique look at that. And uh, I just sat there kind of in a, you know, dumbfounded, like this, this is brilliant. This is beautiful. It was like hearing a, a, a concert and you're like, this, that was amazing. Uh, but on, on the marketing side. So let's, let's do this before we dive into the ins and outs of this. Give folks your background a little bit. Prior to Ridge, you ran an agency. You want to talk a, just a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Happy to. Um, so... Uh... I ran a very small boutique agency, right? Like tried to keep it under 10 clients because I didn't want to hire people. That's really what it came down to. Um, it was me and three other guys. And we did everything from uh, like the financial planning for e-com brands to Facebook ads to everything on Google, right? And, and my brother's like a, a programmer, so he did all the tech stuff. So um, I met the Ridge guys like a year or two after the Kickstarter. Uh, you know, they were a fast growing brand. Uh, they did like a million the year before I met them. Um, and they're a father son team and like a best friend. And they really just want to focus on product and they also don't want to hire people. So, um, they started just outsourcing the marketing to us and the tech and then ended up being the operations. And every year that business just kept doubling. So we went from like 1 million to 2 million to 4 million to 8 million. And, uh, it ended up being that my team hit 20 people because we were just doing so many things for Ridge and it just made sense for them to bring us inside because the agency fees were so high. So yeah. we merged. Uh, we still run 
the agency in-house, but it does something very niche and specific. Um, and I joined Ridge as the full-time COO like a few years back. And it's been a crazy journey ever since. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And and so I want to you know, talk a little bit about the product because I think that that is a lot of what fuels this, you know, without without the quality of this product, really the the creativity and the execution of what we're going to talk about today, it, it wouldn't matter as much, right? But I was telling some of the guys around the office that, hey, I'm talking to Sean from Ridge Wallets and they're like, whoa, dude, that's, you know, I love those wallets. But talk a little bit about what the Ridge Wallet is for the few people that don't know and what makes it so great. Yeah, I wish I had my wallet on me, but I lost like a week ago, so I'm still looking for it. I'm, I'm if, only you, if only you knew, uh, if you only had a, a source where you could get another one, uh, what would you do? Just go on Amazon, whatever. Yeah. Right, right. Um, no, it's just it's a men's metal minimalist wallet. Um, the biggest thing is like it's it's a better designed wallet. Like guys still have like like bifolds, the trifolds, just like thick leather th- leather things they sit on all day. Um, and the Ridge is just like a, a new take on that. So it's made of metal, it's premium, it blocks like from credit card theft and all that type of stuff. Um, and the, the biggest feature is like, you can't put a lot of stuff in it. It can fit like a couple bills, it can fit like 12 cards. So it's about the size of the credit card, maybe a little bit thicker, and that's like all you should have on you. Um, so yeah, it's a great product and that's like, the reason why all this marketing stuff works, because it starts with a good product, right? We're not trying to sell people snake oil. Right, right. Yeah, really, the, the good a good product makes all the difference. And I think this is where we are, right, with with transparency of reviews for the most part and, and information that's available online. I mean, it's really weeded out the ability to be a, a snake oil salesperson, at least, at least for the, the most part. And so these are, yeah, these are, these are wallets that go in your front pocket. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're, are you a Seinfeld fan, Sean? Did you ever watch Seinfeld? <laughs> yeah, George, yeah, we're... George Costanza wallet. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We're, we've been trying to get Jason Alexander for like a year to get him in being some oh, commercials. That'd so, be perfect. Uh, that'd be perfect. I'm, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, and yeah, if you're a fan of the show, you know the Seinfeld wallet. I mean, the, the George Costanza wallet. You know, fat thing. Put in your back pocket. It throws your your back off. You know, stuff like that. Uh, I've been going front pocket wallet now for years, and uh, it's just it's so much better. It's way better now. I, I was only introduced to, to Ridge and to you very a very short time ago, so I'm excited to get the Ridge and uh, upgrade my my front wallet. But it's, it's the way to go. If you if you still have the back wallet, come on, guys, like get get with the get with the program. You got to go with the front wallet. It's way better. So um, let's talk a little bit about YouTube pre roll. So that's something that I talk a lot about on the podcast. So the True View and True View for action ads. You know, people will be familiar with that. But but how how is Ridge utilizing TrueView and then the pre-roll ads on YouTube and just speak to that just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, back in like 2017 uh, or maybe a little bit before when like we were doing all the marketing for Ridge, we're still super Facebook focused. And we heard from like a bunch of brands that like Google Display was where it's at. So I'm going to take a little bit of a journey before we get to YouTube. Um, And like we didn't really do Google Display. We were like, we did some like Taboola, some Critio stuff. But we're like, oh yeah, Display isn't that like junky, right? It's not bad ad space. Just curious, did you have have any luck with with Taboola? That's a fascinating one to me. I've not experimented with it. I'm just curious. Oh yeah, we had had great results. Like we saw, like, so first, like the way we look at everything at Ridge on a last click basis. So... For us to see if something's good or not, we have to see like one-to-one last-click returns tracked through Google Analytics. The reason why we do that is like attribution isn't good across Facebook or 
or Google or like it's all different. They all take credit for different things and, and there's not a good solution yet. There's some cool companies that are working on good solutions, but um, to like, to try to true up and make things as even as possible, we just like did the lazy thing and just started looking at last click results, right? So. But, but to add a little, little context there, because I, I think most people that listen to the podcast probably have this view. And I, I think you guys too, because I know some other really smart marketers that do what you're doing. Uh, where you know that that you know the multiple ads lead to a conversion, right? That happens a lot. Where somebody sees an ad here on Facebook, but then they remarket it to on YouTube, and then they click on a brand ad, and so like it all works together. And to really untangle that web and see what had the most impact, it's hard. So you're looking at last click, but you're looking for like a one to one, right? Because you realize there is a halo effect, and you realize that all of it does work together. So am, am I understanding the way you guys look at it well? where the, you're looking at last click, but you're only looking for a one-to-one, not like a three-to-one or something like that. Right, because you know probably 70% of our sales come from direct non or Google organic or branded search. And like people aren't just typing in Ridge Wallet for fun, right? Something yeah. makes them want to search that. And that's either a display ad or something else, right? But um, this, like, like 2016, there's, there's still a bunch of ad fraud around display, right? Like there was just, there's bad actors in the space. So like we had to have some way to know that we weren't just wasting money. So that's kind of, we, we, we defaulted to this like one-to-one system, right? Um, I think since then, Google's gotten a lot better about cleaning up some of the bad actors and like, like the limiting mobile ad app space because there's like a bunch of farms around that or whatever. Um, but anyway, so... It started with like Google Display. Like a lot of brands are telling us like that's what you have to check out. Like that's where you're going to see great results. And we're like, okay, like let's try that. Before that, I was just shopping and search on Google. We started Display, and you know, uh, it worked out great. And this was like when we were going from eight million to fifteen million. So we spent a bunch of money on Display. Uh, and when you spend a bunch of money on Display, you get more and more uh, reps at Google. People try to spend more more time and attention sure. on you, right? Um, and this was just around when they were pushing like, uh, I mean, they started pushing uh, YouTube pre-roll ads on us pretty aggressively. They're like, look, you're doing great on display. We can do a bunch of really cool stuff on YouTube pre-roll. Um, and their tracking sucked back then, right? I mean, this might've been 2017. Uh, so we would do it. We would spend... And, and that was also, that was pre-TrueView for Action or, or, or either like right at the beginning of TrueView for Action, right? Where you could bid on a CPA basis. Wasn't that right around the beginning of that or just before? Yeah, and I, I don't even think we were in that program, right? right. So uh, w- they were just like, "This is a great, this is a great place. We'll manage the whole thing for you. Like, we're gonna get you great results." We spend like two hundred thousand dollars, and we don't see any last click sales. We're on display. We're getting you know one to one last click results at a clip of like eight k or ten k a day, right? And so and we're sorry, like, what were the what were the results you were getting on on YouTube again? Nothing. We saw zero <laughs> last click. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like we would we would and they're like. I, this is when they started doing brand lift surveys. I don't know if they do that anymore. But, they do. Uh, Actually, what's interesting, so now uh, it's baked into the platform, but you have to spend a certain amount. And, and I wish I could remember off the top of my head. It's several thousand a day. But, but at, once you get to that level of spend, so I can even show you, like it, it's in your account now. The, it's called brand lift 2.0. It's there. Um, yeah, used to, you have to like sign up for a study, help map out the questions or agree to the questions or whatever, then launch it for a certain period of time. Now it's baked into your account. Okay. Yeah. So when we were, we were doing it, they were, 
they were trying to do anything to prove to us that it was a good channel. They were like, they were pulling like very complex data reports. They were like pulling, like they were going above and beyond. So hats off to Google trying to make YouTube work. Asking guys on the street, hey, 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 did you see the YouTube ad? You have a Ridge wallet. Yeah. Right, right. So, uh, I mean, I think also part of that was we're a very small team. Like at this point, there was probably 15 of us. Uh, and none of us are good at creative, really, right? Like we have a really smart CMO, we have a really great designer, but we don't have any people to do video on our team. So we were like slapping together videos and, and, and that probably has something to do with it. But we were, we were probably a quarter million in spend wise and we were just like, okay, YouTube pre-roll is not for us. But uh, I'm, I've always watched YouTube, right? Like I probably spend, today I probably spend six hours a day on it, right? So like I, I'm sure to wait too much time on YouTube. I, I, got, I just gotta know, just because it's fun. What are you watching on YouTube for that many hours a day? Oh man, are if I could- my... Are you music or you do both? Like what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, uh, so like one thing is just like a bunch of universities put put a bunch of lectures on there. So you can learn whatever you want. At the same time- YouTube it's university, a, baby. Yeah, yeah, so there's that. And then there's also just like, my recommendation, because we sponsor so many people, it's just so many random videos. Anything I've ever clicked is just on there and I'm just sinking hours into it. Um, awesome. But so so we we couldn't get YouTube pre-rolls to work, right? It's probably just like we were bad at creative or uh, we had different expectations for the platform. So we started doing, but I'm like, I know there's a way for us to spend money on YouTube because I spend a bunch of time on YouTube and I know everyone else is. That's, that's kind of kind of started the influencer program, just like reaching out to creators and, and negotiating it. I think we're going to go more in depth on that. But, um, you know, after two years of success with that, we're like, okay, it's probably time for us to look back at, at a YouTube pre-roll. And now that we, one, they've updated their attribution aggressively. So like you can actually track conversions and user flow way better than ever before. It used to be that like you couldn't, you couldn't see someone who looked at a YouTube ad and then came through a search ad. Like they, they, they used to not be able to show you that. Now they can actually do that. Uh, and so it looks a lot better. The last quick results are still poor, but now that we have like, we're more mature marketers and like we understand more of the YouTube ecosystem and like how it actually plays a part in the whole Google ecosystem. Um, and are you guys running? Are you guys running TrueView for action now? Are you bidding on a on a target CPA basis, or, or do you know? Yeah, yeah, we are, and, yeah, that's, and that's, that's the way you got to do pre roll now, in my opinion. Yeah, and so we're doing our Q four budget planning right now, and uh, YouTube pre roll will probably get like eight hundred thousand dollars between now and the end of the year of our budget, right? So it went from being. Uh, you know, a, a minor part to absolutely zero. And now that we trust it more and the tracking is better, we're spending a little bit more money. Cool. Very cool. Okay. So that, that's awesome. I love to hear that. And, uh, and and it is one of those things, just like like a lot of automation, a lot of Google's automation has gotten way better over the last few years. And since that 2017 to 2020, yeah, YouTube attribution and YouTube, uh, the smart bidder for target CPA, infinitely better and uh, really useful. So, okay, that's awesome. Let, let's talk a little bit about uh, why influencer marketing on YouTube is so great. And I know you guys do kind of traditional influencer marketing on YouTube and you do some really unique stuff too, which we're going to dive into. But but first of all, why why is influencer marketing on YouTube so great versus influencer marketing on other platforms? And I assume you guys do influencer marketing on, on multiple channels. So we, we started like everybody else on Instagram. Um, and we just like, we weren't very good at it. <laughs> like, uh, you know, 
there was other brands spending so much money per post on Instagram at the heyday, 2016, 2017, 2018, that we were just kind of priced out. Just like we, we, we knew that like the tracking sucks. We're never going to see it work. Um, and set, we haven't done an Instagram influencer deal for probably two years. Wow. Um, yeah. So we still do some stuff on Twitch as a different platform, but like that also kind of just goes right back into YouTube. And then um, we do some stuff on like discords, which is like that, that messaging app There's like big discord groups. So like we do some sponsored stuff there and then we do some sponsored stuff on Twitter, but um, no, no, YouTube takes 98% of our focus for sure. That's awesome. Um, what, what makes it so great? Why, why the lion's share of the, of your influencer marketing budget? Why does it go there? Uh, yeah, so uh, we can kind of break down and this into a couple of categories. The, the first thing is um, the value of the impression, right? So like, I'm sure everyone on your audience, they're marketers, they know about business, that uh, an impression on Facebook is if an ad shows on your screen at all, right? So it's like, it's like under, it's like as long as it's like around a second, right? Or even half a second, that counts as an impression. So somebody could just go on Instagram and just scroll, right? And all those ads, they see is an impression, right? Um, and it doesn't even have to be the whole ad. It can be like, uh, and I've heard different numbers, but like a few pixels of the ad, right? Like a few lines of the ad, not the whole ad even, yeah. Right, right. So, and also they, and they don't tell you any of this stuff, right? Like Facebook got sued because they were telling people that, that Facebook video views were more than they used to be, right? Like, but anyway, we can go into the whole thing. So, uh, Facebook impressions, Facebook, Instagram, they're weak, right? Um, and then display the exact same thing. If, a, if a page loads that counts as an impression, doesn't matter if you're, you're at the top or the bottom or, or anywhere in there, right? If they have ad blockers, sometimes it counts. So display impressions are weak, right? Um, and then podcasts are typically sold on a download basis, right? Right. right. Uh, which, uh, like, always are inflated. I have about fifteen thousand podcasts downloaded, and I'm listening to about ten of them, right? So, so they're already inflating their numbers. And then on top of that, like, you know, uh, we love Joe Rogan. We've done a lot of stuff with Joe Rogan. He's an awesome dude, but. Uh, he puts all of his seven minutes of ads at the very beginning because it's a better listener experience. They can skip it if they want, right? But that means at least some percentage of people are skipping it. Skipping so it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know, I know, nobody that subscribes to this podcast does any of that, right? Everybody that subscribes, <laughs> they consume it all. This is what they wait for. This is the highlight of their week. Uh, but no, you're absolutely right. So the the the, the metrics around podcasts are really poor. Like iTunes does a terrible job of, of supplying data around podcasts. So all we have to go on is downloads. Like, we, but yeah, did someone listen? Well, we don't know. Um, so right. yeah, the, the numbers are inflated. Right. So, um, and then also podcasts, because of personality driven, because it's typically a more affluent audience, they charge the highest CPM. Right. So there's a question mark about how impactful the ad is and what the true CPM is going to be because of the things we just talked about. At the same time, it's, it's typically, I mean, we've done podcast deals with NPR and, and we got like a, we did a big buy, you know, six figure buy and we get a CPM that's like around $10. We've done podcast buys with, with more niche podcasts that want $20. And then if you go to like, uh, I don't want to put him on blast. If you go to Tim Ferriss, he's charging, he's charging a really high CPM. We're talking I bet, about I bet, yeah. 50, 80, it gets up there, right? Um, so the value of the impression for a YouTube influencer campaign is astronomically higher, okay? So what we're buying is 
right, to clarify, um, there's two different types of videos that you can pay for. There's one is a dedicated video, which is somebody taking eight minutes, 10 minutes talking about your product in detail, okay? Those are great for SEO. If you go on YouTube and type in Ridge Wallet, you'll see a bunch of people who've done that for us. Um, that's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is an integrated ad. So it's 15, 30, 45 seconds, a minute where somebody has a video, okay? They're gonna talk about whatever topic and we're just paying for a hard spot in that video. Um, you know, and so because- video could be about anything. Well, and I, and I wanna break this down just a little bit. So. So the the review videos, right? We see this a lot, whether it's a, a hair product or or skincare or supplement or a, you know widget, whatever. You see someone, you know, an influencer profit on saying, "Hey, I want to talk to you about this, you know, new iPhone case, and here's why it's so great, and why I love it, and why I use it." And like that's cool, uh, and that will show up if someone's searching for that product and review, right? If they're really digging into that product, but that really hits someone at like the consideration stage, right? The consideration stage or the purchase stage. It's not an awareness play. Because I would only see that in your case if I'm searching for Ridge Wallet review or something like that. So what you guys are doing this is brilliant because I really don't know anybody else doing this, at least not at scale. So you're looking for, hey, how do I kind of how do I reach someone higher in the funnel but still use influencers? So so here's what you do. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, we're reaching out to. Uh, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of influencers a week, right? And the ask is like, hey, we want to pay you a flat fee to have a 30-second ad read in your video, right? Um, and the reason why that isn't so impactful, we can get into all the metrics and the details you want, but the reason why that's so impactful and such good results is um, YouTube is like, so, it's one of the last platforms where People are choosing to spend time, right? They're choosing to spend so much time and it's dedicated time, right? They're like watching a video. They're watching a personality. They're interested in the topic. Um, and Instagram isn't like that. You can follow a thousand accounts on Instagram, right? But if you subscribe to 15 or 20 channels on YouTube and you're spending, you know, 40 minutes watching somebody's video, you actually care about this person's opinion, right? Like it's a true personality with a true community. Which that is like um, the average watch time, right? You were sharing that the 40 minutes is the average watch time on mobile. I think that's right for YouTube. Yeah, the average mobile session on, on, on the YouTube app is 45 minutes, which is Crazy. insane, Crazy. right? Um, they do a great job capturing that app. But people, people have creators they like and respect. I'm like, that's the reason they're spending so much time watching them. And it's dedicated time. Sound's always on, right? You're staring at your screen. Um, so you get 100% share of voice, right? 100% share of screen. And it's it comes with like a stamp of approval, right? There's some sort of authority attached to it. Somebody you like is talking about a product and it goes a step further when you, when you sponsor really small channels, the guy's like, hey, this person's giving me money. Like this brand is giving me money, which is a big deal because one thing we care about a lot about Ridge and this, this is because like we're all young people who want people to like pursue their dreams or whatever. But like so many people want to be full-time creators and it's so hard to rely on YouTube ad revenue to do that, right? Like you can get demonetized or whatever. So just like knowing that they're like, this brand is going to stand with me and I can make videos or whatever I want. I can get thousands of dollars from them. Um, and then they, so they're, they're grateful for it. And the community is grateful for supporting someone they care about. Right. So I always say it's the only ads that actually develop goodwill. No one wants to see Facebook ads. No one wants to see display ads, but people actually are po it's positive when we give a, a YouTuber money because they're like, hey, this is a good thing that's happening for me in my life. And they feel like, you know, we're helping out a community or whatever. 
That's um, awesome. And so, and so then kind of going back to this, you talk about, you know, you're putting this, this ad in the middle of a video. And so these videos could be about anything. It could be about Fortnite or camping or you know, outdoors, like whatever. It could be any, any type of influencer talking about any topic that could be related to, you know, guys, because that, that's, that's your market. I'm sure you get a little more specifics in there, but it really could be any, any guy. So now you're reaching someone. Now, now you're going to that awareness level, right? And, and different levels of awareness. And so um, how, are you, how are you having them structure that ad? And, and what, is that, what does that ad actually look like? And so is it kind of placed wherever in the video they want to place it? Or are you kind of giving them guidelines on that, letting them do whatever they want? What does that look like? Yeah, so we have, we have like a basic ask, right? But we, we, we really, I mean, small team, we have two people who do this full time and I oversee them. Um, and so when we work with like in a given month, 150, 200 creators, so we have to make it really easy. Right. Um, so we have like a, like a, it's like a little checklist thing we send them. It's like, Hey, here's some talking points. Like we ship everybody products so they get a wallet and be like, we want you to show it on screen. We want you to show the link, talk about the discount, talk about all the value props or whatever. But really it's like, do whatever you think your audience is going to like best. Like that's what it is. Right. Yeah. Like we have people who put a lot of effort into it and they make whole skits around it. And like they insert that in there or they'll make a series about it or whatever. Other people just like read the value props. But, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, we're always just telling them like, look, we don't know your audience. You know your audience. Do whatever you think is going to work. Um, we're super easy to work with. We don't require approval on any of the videos. We're just like, just go ahead and put it live. Uh, and when it comes to like timing or placement, some channels are really particular. They're like, look, we only do 15 second ads at the very beginning, at the very end. And we're like, okay, if that's your comfortable, let's go ahead and do that. Other people were just like, wherever you want to put in, we, we want it in the first third. If you can do that, great. If not, totally fine. Um, but the creators were like working with us because we're not, uh, this is going to sound like somewhat mean. We're not, we're not a mobile game and we're not like a VPN because those are the other people spending a lot of money. Like it's just like some weird mobile game or some VPN software. So they like working with us. They think we're cool and um, we make it really easy. We don't try to like control their content or what they can say. Uh, so yeah, they, they, they typically try to do a good job. That's awesome. It's, it's a legit, it's a legit product. It almost, you know, when, when a creator gets to the point where they can run ads, it's almost like a legitimizing thing, right? Like for, so for the, for the content creators that maybe aren't huge, the fact that they can get an ad in their program is kind of cool. Like it's, it's a milestone potentially. And yeah, it's a cool product. It doesn't look, uh, it doesn't look questionable or make them look like they're desperate, you know, for ad revenue. It's, it's a legit thing and, it, and it's got a cool factor for sure. So, so you said you're talking to, did you say 200 to 300 influencers a month? You're, you're yeah, working with that many? Yeah, so that's signed deals. So we probably we probably approach a thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in a in a given month. So a lot of that is just like manpower, just like finding channels, finding emails, blasting it off. Um, but yeah, signed deals in, in a given month is probably 150 to 200. Um, yeah, yeah. So Are it's, most it's of these deals lot. ongoing, or, or do you just kind of do a one and done, and then evaluate how it did, and maybe do it again, or what? What does that look like? Yeah, so there's there's a couple different phases, right? So like the first phase, we try to sound like three to five video, like we call them tests, like a test campaign, just like let's see how it goes. Um, once again, we look for one to one last click returns. Um, we typically get beat that, which is crazy. Like we're talking about like people who've never heard about us 
seeing an ad, going through and making a purchase. And we're talking about, you know, over, you know, it was one to six figures a month of spend. Um, so we typically beat that. And uh, any channel that gets pretty close, we will bring them back for, for a bigger deal. So like, we'll do like three to five video deals. Uh, you know, we're probably batting 70%, right? There's a lot of times we miss, right? We'll think a channel will do good and, and we'll strike out. Um, and then if, if something gets close at all, we'll bring them back. Um, and then everyone we did a deal with that didn't work out, six months later or like right before Q4, we'll revisit that deal because there's a halo effect, right? The other thing about this ad space is it's the only evergreen ad space, right? Like if somebody makes a video about like, you know, top Photoshop tips 2020, right? That video will get views all year and probably next year and probably the year after. And we already have, we have our ad inserted into that video, right? So there's always going to be a halo effect. So even if a, even if a channel like, Let's say like we've sponsored a channel, we think it's going to go great, but the algorithm, you know, goes haywire and, and they stop getting recommended or whatever, right? Um, the, the deal isn't great, but in a couple of months, people find that video, search resurfacing, YouTube decides to recommend it. Uh, it could end up working and we come back and we work with that guy again. Um, so. so when you're, when you're looking at kind of that initial measurement and, and, and that is one other really important distinction about YouTube is that the content is evergreen and really good content actually gets better with time. It doesn't just expire, right? It will keep getting views potentially for years. So when you're making that initial analysis and you're looking for that one-to-one last click return, are you what, what kind of window, what kind of attribution window are you looking at? Are you waiting 30 days after the the, the first few videos are created or, or, or what, what time frame are you considering there? Yeah, usually 90% of sales happen within the first like two or three days, right? Okay. Um, there will be some additional spike, but the reason why we do three to five video deals is like one video, like there's just way too much risk. Like you go on any creator, they have some videos that spike and hit a million views. So some that do 200,000, right? Um, so like doing one video is, is way too risky because you, it's like, it's like playing like red or black. Like sometimes you'll get a hit, sometimes it won't work. Um, but so by doing multiple videos, like we just kind of like, we'll get some sort of balanced bag out of it. Um, and so yeah, 90% of sales will happen in the first couple of days. We'll wait 30 days because like because we do this on like a on like a rolling basis to like so when the videos are done, we'll see how the first one did. That typically takes 30 days to roll out anyway. Um, and then we'll decide then. That's awesome. And so so again, you're asking for kind of a, a three to five video video deal. Yeah, yeah. So um with most creators, it's three to five video deals. And then after they've proven themselves, we'll do like a 10 or a 15 video deal. Just be like, hey, look, the rest of the year, just post these within this kind of rough time frame um, and let us know if it doesn't work or whatever. Awesome. So so how do you guys find I'm just it blows me away. One that you you reach out to a thousand influencers a month and end up getting contracts with one, you know, 150 to 300. How do you how do you find them? How do you go about uh, how did you map out criteria, what you're looking for? Uh, very, very interested to hear that. Yeah. So, uh, the first thing I just want to clarify is if, if you're a new brand who wants to start doing this, just personally reach out to five people you think are going to work. Right. That's yeah. like, like the, like I, I, I give people this advice all the time. I talk to a bunch of different brands. I'm like, look, if you want to do this, 
don't try to mass outreach people. You'll, you'll get swamped, you'll get burned, you won't want to do it, right? Just like as the CEO or as the director of marketing, whatever, find five people you think would do good and just make sure you get deals with those people. Like you can get in touch with basically anybody you want on the internet, especially if you're like, I'm trying to give you money, talk to me, right? Um, so that's the first thing. The, the way we do it is we started doing that. We started just, you know, manually pulling all the videos we thought would be good. But then it gets to a point where like we have to reach out to so many um, that we, we have two people internally who come up with a bunch of different topics, right? So off of Google Trends or off of Reddit or off of YouTube, whatever. They're finding a bunch of different topics, categories, hobbies, interests. Uh, just a big mess of keywords. And then we give those keywords to a VA. We're like, hey, VA, find YouTube channels within these keywords. Type this into YouTube, pull over the channel, the average views, the subscriber counts, the emails, everything. We look at those, we do a spot check. Like we, we make sure that they're English language channels. We make sure that like the, the content's like somewhat relevant, right? Um, and then we blast that out. We just, we just cold email all those people. That's awesome. There's actually a tool you might want to consider called Adzula. It's a, a, a got referred to by a friend of mine, but they, they allow you to do all kinds of channel searches to find uh, channels that meet certain metrics and certain criteria on, on, on YouTube. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. We're just sort of getting started with it, but, um, but kind of cool stuff. So, so if, uh, so I love that advice of if you're just getting started, reach out to five people or so that, you know, any, any criteria you would give on, uh, okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you just start the way you know to begin with, but should you be looking for minimum thresholds of subscribers should you be looking at how many views their top videos get? Like what, what, what should you be looking for there so that we know that, hey, if this person says yes, it's likely to have some impact? Right. So the first thing is subscriber count as a vanity metric. Subscriber count does not matter to us at all. Um, a lot of YouTube yeah, Because channels, a lot of people will subscribe and then forget, like never unsubscribe, but they really don't care about that, that brand anymore or that, that channel. Yeah, YouTube pushed subscribers in the very beginning, but they've they've basically deprioritized that feature, right? Like I subscribe to probably 50 accounts, but I don't see those accounts' videos. They, they care way more about like what you're interested in right now based on what you watched previously. And like that's what they're they're sculpting your recommended based on. And and almost all YouTube views come from recommended. So that's just like just so everybody knows, like really the biggest invention on YouTube is that side recommended bar. When you're watching a video recommending other videos on the side or beneath, that's like 75% of video views come from those two places. Um, so subscriber counts are metric. It, it, it's, a, it's a holdover from the old days. Like they're never going to get rid of it, but it, it doesn't, if you're subscribed to a channel and a new video comes out, there's no notification process. Right, like there's no, they added the bell to try to to try to uh, like circumvent that and actually like have you reselect your top priority ones and like get those into your feed or whatever. Um, but YouTube, I mean, they they have a social feature now. They have stories now. They're doing all this different type of stuff. But subscriber count is just a vanity metric, um, and YouTube trends happen in waves, right? So like. A couple of years ago, prank videos were really popular and they would put up massive views, right? Like 15, 20 million, and they'd have massive subscribers of like 12 year olds, right? All those channels are dead. So the, the, the biggest thing to check for is non-dead channels. Are they posting consistently and are their views consistent, right? Um, and then it's like, is it an English language channel, right? Uh, YouTube's the international platform, the, the most subscribed 
channel on YouTube is Key Series, right? Which is which is Bollywood. So it's like it's an international platform. We most of our sales happen in the U.S., right? So like we have to kind of target English-speaking countries. Um, and then my next advice is don't go after the people everyone else is going after. The reason why more brands will spend money on YouTube is like legacy brands marketing teams are made up of people who are like 45, right? So they're spending money still on TV. They just got into Facebook, right? Uh, You know, if you work for like Pepsi, like you're not being like, okay, what are the coolest YouTubers I should sponsor? And if you are trying to sponsor YouTubers, you're trying to sponsor the ones you know about, the, the, the mainstream ones, the normie ones. You're like, oh, David Dobrik, that guy's popular, right? Um, so just don't try to sponsor the ones that are now sponsors because you'll just get into bidding wars. You can't really win. Um, you know, we work with a lot of top tier YouTubers, right? Like Philip DeFranco or like the needle drop or, um, this guy, John Tron, they all put up massive views, have massive subscriber bases, but like, uh, when we don't work with David Dobrik or, uh, hype house people, like it just, You'll, you'll, or Casey Naysat, you'll never actually end up seeing a, a deal get done. So, yeah, that's that's really, really interesting. And I think I think what this is hopefully doing for people is opening their eyes to. I mean, we all we all know that YouTube is huge, right? There's two billion logged in monthly users. It's the second most visited site online behind Google. It's also the second biggest search engine. So people are also searching and finding videos, although I know the recommended is where a lot of consumption is. So, I mean, we, we see that, we get that, but understanding that there is almost an unlimited supply of influencers, right? Like you, you'll, never, you'll never run out, really. You'll never run out of influencers for you to, uh, to reach out to. And you're, you're testament to that since you're reaching out to about 1,000 um, a month. So when you're looking, what, what criteria do you, do you have when you're saying, hey, I want to find someone that's somewhat relevant? You know, uh, what, is that a pretty loose uh, definition or is that clearly defined? Uh, it's super loose because, because we don't know what's going to happen, right? Like we've, we've tried to like pull all the data in and be like, okay, channels with gaming content that focus on games from this decade are the best or like, and it does, it's totally random. Like we've tried, we've tried to use Patreon subscribers as a metric for if a channel is going to work or not, because they have some sort of royal audience that's going to, that's willing to pay them money. There's no correlation. It's just, it's entirely, it feels like it's random. So like, Channels I think are going to work out. I have like a fifty percent chance of calling them. You know what I mean? Like channels I think are going to bomb, end up doing great. Uh, so yeah, we're where the program is right now is we'll basically do deals with anybody, right? There's, there's a couple layers people should consider, right? It's like how how risk adverse are you guys? Like, because so, that's going to like maybe you guys should only do things that you know are going to work out, right? And then also like how brand safe are you? Because we're supposed to so many people. Sometimes we sponsor content that, that we end up getting flack for. You know what I mean? Um, and you just have to like, either you're a brand that can deal with that or you're a brand that can't deal with that. Both are totally fine, but just that's going to affect who you can work with. Because yeah. um, the current trend on YouTube is making videos about other YouTubers. So that's immediately a drama machine right there. So, <laughs> so they, like, they got other YouTubers on blast or what, what, what's going on here? They're making fun of each other or what's the... 
Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the current trend. Is like, I'm a YouTuber and I'm going to review your video and talk about why it sucks, and then those people are going to freak out. And it's just it's all it's all play for views. But uh, <laughs> luckily, that trend's dying. So there's going to be some sort of yeah, that, that does not sound enjoyable. Uh, it's funny that that exists, but. What what are some of the as I know because I know you talk in a lot of e-commerce groups and you 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 share your your knowledge openly which by the way thank you um, what are some of the mistakes you see people make so people listen to this they think oh man this is fantastic I'm just gonna go do it what are some of the the top mistakes you see people make the number one mistake is not doing it I mean I, I people like I'm blown away there's there's probably ten companies that aggressively spend money on YouTube with influencers, right? It's like us, it's SeatGeek, it's Honey, it's some mobile games. And then it's like like uh, Raycon, which is like Ray J's earbuds, right? So like, that's basically it. There's like not very many people doing it. Um, so the first thing is like, if you've considered podcasts, YouTube is... What all a podcast is is like, is like uh, the audio version of a YouTube video. Like that's right. really what it is, right? So... Um, for sure, if you consider podcasts, just spend money on YouTube. And the second thing is uh, brands getting in their own way. Like uh, th- it makes for bad ads. It makes for bad relationships with creators. And what, what I mean by that is like writing a script of everything you want them to say, right? Being like, this is exactly what you have to say. This is exactly what you have to show. That's typically because agencies are doing it for brands and agencies don't want to lose the, the client. So they're like, don't do anything outside of the script, right? Um, which is makes for like unfun ad space. If you want something to be engaged with, just give the, the creators want to create stuff. Just let them do let them do what they're going to do. Um, yeah, so then, certainly give guidelines like you talked about and give those selling points. Make it easy for them, but don't tell them exactly what to do. You want it to be authentic and you want it to ring true and you want it to be fun. Yeah, yeah, and like uh, we've we've had videos that we've paid for go live with some legitimate criticisms of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we're like, hey. Uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, you just got to roll with the punches. Um, and then the third thing would be um, be willing for it to go bad. Like there's, there's no guarantee. Like the thing about YouTube is like, we think we know how many views this video is going to get. It could get way more. It could get way less. Right. It's just like, uh, creators want their videos to get views. That's the thing. It's like we, I've worked with some brands who, who freak out if a video doesn't hit their expectations or whatever. And it's like, look, uh, don't do that. <laughs> like I, we, like for, for fledging brands where, where, where budgets are tight and like this is a big risk. Because it is, the thing about Facebook is that like you can spend $10 a day, you can spend a $500 a day, you can spend $5,000 a day more, right? And you can turn that up or turn it down by the minute. Uh, YouTube videos with influencers are what's called hard ad space. Like they can't be divvied up, right? You're putting this in uh, and if this guy's going to get 5 million views, it's going to cost a lot of money, right? Um, it's oh, some of the only hard ad space because even with uh, podcasts, like they can, they can do digital insertion. So you can sell on, I could, I could buy half of a download or whatever, right? Or half, half your total downloads or TV, they divide it up all the time just by market, right? Um, so you're going to have to make a big investment and like hopefully it works out, but just don't freak out if it doesn't. You just have to find ones that will. That's why you should hand pick your first ones. Yep, totally makes sense. And, and I love that mindset of, and, I, and I've got a specific question about uh, how how you price things and I negotiate. I want to talk about that a little bit, but um, there there's this concept I think as as entrepreneurs where in the beginning we're willing to try new things, we're willing to experiment. But then as we reach a certain level of success, we sometimes then become 
uh, risk averse and we're not as willing to step out and do something new. And I think you have to have this mindset of to do something new and different like this, you have to be willing to be a rookie, right? You got to be willing to say, I don't know. And the only way I'm going to know is if I do it and make a few mistakes and have a few things go poorly. Like that's the only way. There's, I mean, we obviously take some shortcuts by learning from guys like you. And, and so, you know, you're not starting from scratch, but you still are going to make mistakes, and you, but you got to be willing to go through that because the reward on the other side is, is, is so good. And so that, that's an important mindset. Um, so let's talk about this. So this is a hard ad space, right? You know, maybe a video launches and it, and it does poorly. Maybe a video launches and it gets 5 million views. So, so are, you, are you just negotiating a CPM cost up front and then you're just you're sticking to that regardless of how many views the video gets? But what what is that what does that price look like and what does that negotiation look like? Yeah, so we don't do that anymore. We we okay. used to we used to be like, okay, we'll give you X number of dollars as a CPM and we'll scale up or down. And that's a good that's a good model. That's a good system. People can do that. The reason why we don't is it's uh, really we're really difficult to manage and track. That's that's the biggest thing. Is like we don't want have to send out 30 payments every week or whatever, or 80 payments every week for these deals. Like as we have to recalculate and do whatever. And then like, I have to, it just, it's a, it's resources on my team, right. To like true that up every time. Um, so I think people could do that. If they have a better system, awesome. Like paying for CPMs guarantees you're going to get what you pay for. Um, but just, yeah, we can't do that. Like over here, just, it'd be a logistical nightmare. nightmare. Um, so what we end up doing is we figure out what, an average amount of views is, right? So we'll look at the past 10 videos, like kind of come up with it, well, what you think this next video will do. That's a lot of guesswork. Um, and then just come up with what you think is a fair CPM for that type of content, right? So like the thing to remember is AdSense on YouTube doesn't pay very well, right? So like the YouTube's great. I'm not gonna talk shit about YouTube because it's the only platform that pays you for your content, right? So if you, you can't be a... Instagram doesn't pay you for, for your content yet, right? YouTube does. So that's awesome they do that, but it doesn't pay very much, right? Like typically a CPM is like $3 or less and they take half, right? I've seen some people have $10 CPMs if you have financial content or like content that reaches a really affluent audience, but it really comes down to like whatever, however your channel reacts to pre-roll ads or how your channel attracts YouTube premium subscribers. So the pay isn't great. So we start our negotiations at like a $3 CPM, right? So we're like, Hey, look, you're getting, which is like getting, double what they would get from the, the, from YouTube itself. Right. Right. Cause, cause there is, it is a harder ask. You can just put a video up and start making money. Right. But you have to work with us. We have to ship you product. You have to talk about it. We totally get a harder ask. So we started at $3 CPM. Uh, a lot of people say yes. Right. A lot of people were sponsoring for the first time. Like, oh yeah, cool, great. We're like, hey, you have a thousand CPMs worth of ad space. We're gonna give you three thousand dollars and we're gonna buy three videos right now. And they're like, Okay, sounds good, right? Because we're literally offering you nine thousand dollars right now. Um, you know, and then some people are like, No, if they have agents or they have managers, they're like, We want a fifteen dollar CPM, right? Uh and like uh, a lot of times what you'll find is for very big YouTubers, there's a bunch of people selling their, their ad space. So like there's a pop of YouTuber we're doing a deal with right now. We've been approached by two or three different managers or agencies to sell this ad space, but we can just DM that person and be like, Hey, 
how much is it to actually work with you and we can get a better deal. Right. Um, there's just, there's, there's a lot of sharks in the water. So, uh, yeah, we started three on average. We probably pay like $4, maybe $5. Some people are great performers. We pay $8, right? Philip DeFranco, his default CPM is like $17. He will not go below it, but his ad space really works. He knows what he asks. He always gets a million views. Um, yeah, he's worth uh, he's worth every dollar of that. So, got it. Super interesting, man. This is awesome. Really, I know there's so much work that goes into it, uh, but sounds like it, it's totally worth it. And uh, man, what what a unique thing! And, and you mentioned just a little bit ago, there's so few brands that are really going hard after this, and so big opportunity. I think big opportunity for someone that says, "Hey, I can actually execute this. I have someone on my team who can actually execute this." And if they kind of follow this roadmap. Uh, and learn along the way, you know, I think they can make some some huge inroads with it. Um, Sean, what, what about those that say, hey, first of all, I need to get a Ridge wallet because that's cool. It's what the cool kids do. Talk about that a little bit. And then how can people connect with you? And, and where can people get more of your wisdom? Or is it just rarely you show up on podcasts and stuff like this? Uh, yeah, man, I, I don't use social media. Uh, I do have a LinkedIn, so you can add me there if you want to talk to me or, uh, you can join, uh, that e-commerce fuel forum. I'm in there. You can find me there. You can email me. You can shoot me an email and we can talk about something. So. Sweet. So shout out again, you Darian, you're welcome, buddy. We're plugging you. We're plugging your, uh, your forum. It's pretty great. And then, uh, yeah, go check out the Ridge wallet, but, uh, Sean, man, greatly appreciate your time and your, your wisdom and your transparency uh, geeking out about this stuff. It's super cool. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think it's, it'd be better for everybody if more brands spent money on YouTube. More creators could go full-time. Uh, there'd just be more diversity of ad space and like more creators would get on board. And I think it would, it would write the discrepancies we're seeing where some people are trying to charge $20,000 for immigration. Some people are trying to charge $1,500 and, and it's the same ad space. So I think it's going to be good for everybody. That's really good. Yeah. And, and as the, as more creators get more ad revenue, they can reach their dream of being a full-time content creator. But that really just makes YouTube then more attractive. And YouTube has been growing aggressively in terms of viewership, you know, since the lockdown and stuff, you know, viewership I've seen is up from, you know, like around 80% or something. But yeah, the more, the more help the ecosystem, the more it grows, the more eyeballs are there, the more opportunities there as well. So uh, really cool stuff, Sean. Thank you. Much appreciated. Uh, everyone else, as always, appreciate you tuning in. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Give us show ideas. Give us some insight into the, the burning questions or topics you'd like us to dive into. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides 
and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.